Welcome to the Manager Tools Members Only Podcast for July, okay, late July, 2006. Hello everyone, this is Michael Lozan, your tardy host for our July Members Only Podcast. Today, Mark Horseman and I have something special planned for you. Now, we spent a lot of time at the end of last year talking about how to write someone else's review. Now the question is, what should you do to prepare for your own review? Think of it this way. Suppose you had three folks working for you, and one of the three spent a couple of hours over the previous months preparing for their time with you. They had reviewed the entire year, prepared better information for you for their review, and taking their time writing their self-evaluation, including specific data to support their points. Now, wouldn't that be impressive? If there were a close call to be made, might it go in their direction? Well, in this cast, part one of a two-part series, we walk you through everything you need to prepare for your review with your boss. And if you think it's too early, think again. Our process timeline is three months. And by the way, during the show, we promised a couple of things. You'll find all of these in the member section of the Manager Tools website. One, a complete transcript of the entire show. Two, a PowerPoint presentation in PDF form with a detailed outline of the review preparation process. And three, a detailed note-taking form to guide you through the entire process. Folks, no note-taking required this time. We've done all the work for you. As we discussed on discussion boards, these are examples of what you'll get with our premium membership program which will be announced very shortly. So, now that you've downloaded all the materials and have them printed, let's get going. Hey Mark, we got a lot of traction from our forecast last year on how to prepare for annual reviews. People yeah, yeah. really dug, dug those. Um, and I think particularly, I think folks really appreciated the, the detail, you know, the step-by-step that we typically go through. I think that's often what is missing when you look at um, all the other kind of management advice that's out there. Um, you know, the other interesting thing that it was the first cast we ever did that was timed to a specific time or a specific event, you know, um, given that companies mistakenly do annual reviews around the, the calendar year. <laughs> Thank you for saying mistakenly. I think, I think we actually have to do a cast about the system of how to do annual reviews in a company not really addressing hr people but you know we tend to stay away from you know making your company better through systems and policies but but the annual review one is a is a great one um to teach people how to do it how to do reviews on a year-round basis Um, yeah well you know so we talked about you know preparing for annual reviews that they're given but we didn't talk about which is to some people even more important which is how do they get ready for their own reviews um, and luckily for them, they only need three months to get ready. <laughs> so, so why are we doing this cast in July? <laughs> you know, it's funny when you're talking about how much people enjoyed the detail. It, it's funny because I, we, of course we did four casts last year and, and, um, I, we were worried about that. We had, gosh, you know, will this really grab people's attention? And of course it did. Um, but I always worry about that because when I laid this out for coaching clients, uh, I remember they would say, "Gosh, it seems like like so much stuff," but but um, th- there are a bunch of reasons, and, and when you hear them, I, I think several people, I think there are people out there who go, "Oh my gosh, he's right! I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't thought of that." So let's go through them. I think there's like six of them or something. Um, first of all, 
the reason you start now um, in July or early August is a reminder. Um, if if members, if listeners haven't been doing their team's quarterly reviews, because remember one of the things we talked about in annual reviews is, is that you would start doing the reviews of your folks each quarter, give them a mini review so you reduce the chances of a surprise at the end of the year. If you haven't been doing that, um, think about this. If you're not doing that, what are the chances that your boss is doing that? And if your boss is not, ask yourself, how much have you been thinking about writing the reviews of your folks in the middle of the year? And that's probably even less than your boss is thinking about how much, about what he's going to do about writing your review in the middle of the year. Um, and, and so what that means is you need to be scheduling those Q3, Q, the end of third quarter, Q3 uh, reviews, mini reviews with your folks now. Get them on the calendar um, so that at the end of the year, you're going to be, um, you'll at least have one underneath your belt and it won't be reinventing the wheel all over again um, the way everybody seems to do annual reviews every year. So that's one thing. Um, second is, look, we, we know how busy everybody is. They'll hear the cast. They'll think about it a little bit. They'll say, wow, this is great, hopefully. Um, and they'll put it <laughs> off. Uh, or maybe they'll schedule something for August. Um then things are going to get busy for whatever reason. It'll go on a back burner for a couple of weeks, and suddenly they're starting in September. Uh, you know, no offense, but that's probably what you and I would do. It just you, you look at, right. at, at developing, at spending some time on yourself, and you put that on the back burner so often. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to be rude here and suggest that they're not following the exact manager tools way. The fact is, you know, life is what happens to you while you're busy making plans, right? Um, so if they start in September, three months is December. Um, and, and, and something else to think about, um, you'll want to be done preparing for your own review before you have to start working on your team's review. So hopefully you want to be done in early December. Um, now look, look, they're, 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 if they get right on it right now, they'll probably finish early and that's fine. You can just put the file aside that you develop, give it a one hour overview and some polishing at the start of December. And then you can go shopping for Christmas and have a little easier conscience and you'll feel that much more ready having gone through the preparation on yourself, that much more ready in terms of delivering folks, delivering your own folks their, their reviews. Yeah, can, um, you, can you imagine going to a Christmas vacation having done all this and being ready for the end of the year reviews? Oh, yeah. Imagine even slightly better, which probably people think I'm terrible for saying. Imagine going on Christmas vacation, having it done and telling people, oh, no, I'm already done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little a little of the dark mark coming yeah, out there. You just the, poke uh, them with a stick as you walk yeah. out the door with a smile on your face saying, yeah, I'm not, not worried about that. Okay. Another thing. Third, um, every quarter you're supposed to be spending maybe 30 minutes keeping your resume current, right? That's what, what we suggest in, in our resume cast. Only probably a lot of them haven't been doing that either. This gives you some encouragement to schedule that now. And it's not hard to schedule it because it's only time at your desk alone reviewing stuff. It gives you time to schedule that now to catch up on the first half of the year. At this stage, it, you know, it doesn't have to be exhaustive um, because the, the process, process is going to unearth a great deal will help you think more clearly about your end of year review. But you ought to start. Um, and, and we have a little little hint. Those of you who stay with us until the very end of this cast will get a little bonus idea about resumes and reviews that's worth staying for. Um, okay, fourth. Okay, fourth. There are actually six of these. <laughs> because as you do this, you may be disappointed in how you're doing this year 
And starting in the middle of the year gives you a fighting chance to do something about it. I can't tell you how many people go, uh, you know, when I tell them in November, hey, we need, you really need to, I thought everybody did this, sorry. And, and um, uh, gosh, you, you need to get busy on this. And they realize, I, I know the two or three top things are going to be a problem for me. And it kind of is disheartening, right? It's almost like a punch in the gut before you start. All right. Well, yeah, you know, it's, you're right. I think it's like a, it's kind of like a marathon. I think if you're an effective uh, marathon runner, competitive, you don't think it's start, you don't start thinking about your time, you know, uh, with a half mile left to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and you know what? That if you do spread it out, if you give yourself a half an hour, what we're talking about is half an hour a week here. Um, um, it, it becomes painless. It becomes part of the routine, the boring, the unsexy, unpretty part of management. And at the end of the year, when everybody else is pulling out their hair at a time when they're going through Christmas, for so many of us, um, you, you don't have to worry about that. In fact. I don't really talk about this as much, but but one of the great things about that would be if everybody else is so busy, you're probably going to have some free time. Ask yourself what you really want to be doing and want to be known for next year. Spend more time in December when you would be writing everybody else's review and worrying about your own. Spend more time thinking about what you're going to do next year in terms of self-development. Yeah. Okay. okay well, we have, and ha- go ahead. And having done this... Um, one year that the doing this the, the subsequent year is a lot a lot easier. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I would mean, even argue that if it takes you three months to do it this year, it'll take you six weeks the next year. Um, yeah. Okay, so here's something else. So too, that that's I, your that's I, your seventh I, that's your seventh reason. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, fifth, if for some reason the cash on your server won't hold a year's worth of you and your bosses and your team's emails because the IT people want to keep their servers neat and clean and pretty and they limit you to a gig PST file or whatever. Um, Now is the time to beg for more to burn your PST or all those emails to a disk in some fashion so that you have it to look at at some point later. I've been burned by that before. Oh no, we only cashed three months worth of emails. Hmm. Okay. And then lastly... Because this is our first members cast of year two of Manager Tools, and we're actually kicking off a series. Um, uh, so it, 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 the timing is kind of a little bit in advance, but still valuable. Because our monthly members cast this year, in year two, um, I guess from June to June or July to July, however you want to look at it, will have a bias towards career and self-management. Topics like preparing yourself for a layoff, how to get ready if your company is being acquired, considering an MBA, how to start a new job, those kinds of things. They're absolutely managerial in nature, but many of them apply to anyone, whether you're a manager or not. Um, so this is just a way for us to, to, to start with a really interesting cast that I think a lot of people will like, and, and it's really more of a self-development, which is an important professional part of being a manager, no question about it. Um, and then I would just say, one more comment about time, Mike, and that's, um, could you, if you had to do all this in one day, you almost could, it wouldn't be very good, but you almost could, because we're talking about, you know, if you spread this out a half an hour a week over, um, over three months, it's just six hours. Um, the problem with that thinking is that if you go through this, you just, as you go through this, you discover you need stuff to help you put your review together, whether it's looking at emails or looking at documents or whatever, um, and it happens every year. If you wait too long and you panic a little, what ends up happening is you rush writing your own review, which just seems to me galactically stupid. 
I mean, galactically. Right. Is that a word? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think Spellcheck flagged it. Uh, I think it's fairly accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not quite universally stupid, but it is galactically stupid. <laughs> so okay, well, those are great reasons. I, you know, when I asked a question, I thought maybe I'd get one or two, mm-hmm. but now we have oh, uh, I'm just seven. I'm just since I get this month. Yeah. You're full. You're full. Spring. Uh, that's what you get for staying up till four thirty in the morning writing show notes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, and that's true, folks. <laughs> I, and I got I got lucky after we we got done our work in the evening. I think I got to go to bed at three thirty. So. Yes, that's the, that's uh, the lovely part about us having our own jobs. <laughs> I love I love podcasting. Right. Um, okay. So um, those are you know those are all great reasons. So um, let's let's get with it. Okay. Um, so okay. Let, let, let's remember the process takes three months. Is that we only have you spending thirty minutes a week on it. Um, if you spread that over 220 workdays in the course of a year, that's less than 3% of your year evaluating your performance. Um, and something else too, Mike, we're suggesting that you schedule this time while you're at work. There are two reasons for that. I've really come to learn that managers who take home take homework home always tend to give that, that part of their homework, whatever goes home in their briefcase or in their satchel or what have you, uh, their backpack, tends to get a very low priority to work on uh, while they're at home. You know, that's one thing if we're talking about external interviews. Um, but career management within your firm you're already at just seems to get pretty low status. Uh, it, you know, there's no deadline driving it. There's no boss yelling for it. Uh, and, and frankly, I'm fine with that because um, if, if you're marginally efficient, um, everybody listening has 30 minutes at their desk every week to give to this project there's nobody who's listening i challenge you to tell me i I guarantee i can find a half an hour in your calendar um once a week to do this and and really to be fair this is the idea of doing this on your own time at home at night is just one more thing to take away time from what's more important than work and that's your family so your spouses will thank us uh, if you spend a half an hour with your feet up on your desk at 5 30 or 6 o'clock one evening doing this uh, it probably will run longer than a half an hour, though, because we all know how terribly inefficient managers are from 5 o'clock on, but that's still okay. Um, just get home when you need to get home. Um, okay, so w- with those comments in mind, we have a week-by-week planning calendar we're going to walk through. We're not saying any of the weeks, the date weeks, or the weekly dates are, are sacred. Um, you'll find that it generally is best to go in this order, but it's uh, you know it's not a, a really hard and fast rule. It's important probably to get weeks one and one weeks one and two done before you do anything else. Um, but if you finish week four early and you want to head right into step five, go for it. That's no problem. Um, if you get behind and it's been nine weeks and you're only on week five, that's okay too. We're just trying to give you a, a numerical system in terms of a rank ordering of what order to do them in. Um, you know, as long as you figure out how to make up the time when you're four weeks behind. Um, I, I will say that some managers have told me that they started right in on, on going to email when, you know, when they learned the way to prepare everybody else's uh, re- reviews. Um, and that included mining email, which is a really powerful part of our process. They would immediately said, okay, let me just start going through emails real quick. Um, I think that's step 10 or something like that. And that's not a good plan, moving that all the way up to week one or week two. 
If you swap any couple of weeks adjacent tasks, that's fine, but moving week 10 up to week one is not that smart. You're going to be much more efficient and effective in looking at email the way we suggested if you've done the other work beforehand. Um, and then before we go into the week by week review, one final kind of thought. Um, several of the steps that we're talking about here sound like they'll be much more effective in a large company. We're not in any way trying to slight the small company members we have out there at all, okay? Maybe maybe in your small company, you don't have job descriptions yet, okay? Um, Many of them don't even have yeah, reviews. Exactly, yeah, okay. But surely you won't argue. They won't argue with us. This is a good cast topic. And even if you think about it, it wouldn't hurt for you to prepare an end-of-year overview for your boss, even if you don't get a review. It may affect salary administration, even if there's no Absolutely. formal review process. And Absolutely. If there's a review. It just may not be written. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You've got, yeah. Yeah. In fact, that ought to be. we ought to use that as one of the distinctions between big and small company. If somebody says they're in a small company, we ask them, okay, is your review written or unwritten? If they say it's written, I say, well, maybe you're a medium-sized company. You know, you're not a small company anymore. Um, but, but, but look, even if you don't have a job description, which is pretty standard in smaller companies, you know, manager tools doesn't have any job descriptions. Um, you do all that magic technical wizardry, and I, um, I talk about stuff. Um, and you just talk. Yeah, just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but look, week two, we have a, week or, a workaround for job descriptions, right? I mean, here are the questions to ask yourself to create your own job description to make sure you're on the right track. And virtually ever the week we have in here has validity for a small company or even a startup. So, so I wanted to say that because as I was reading my own notes, my handwritten notes from years ago, I thought, you know, there's a, there's a big company feel to this. And yet I think if small company people approach this as, I think this is a great self-management tool, even if we don't have reviews, I encourage them to stick with us because this is, if you get this done now, if you get it down now at a small company, when you, when you, when you are a bigger company or when you join a bigger company, um, when you become executive vice president for marketing or something like that, or for technical services or customer services, you're going to have it down. And you won't need to be worried about making the transition to a big company, you'll know how professionals go about preparing for their annual review, period. Yeah. Hey, one, one side comment, it's completely uh, a little bit off topic here, but um, people should, in small companies shouldn't shortchange the, uh, the value of a job description. Matter of fact, you know I spent, you know, part of why we were up till 3 o'clock in the morning last night is we were talking about we don't have job descriptions, and we were, yeah. we, find, we discovered that there was a particular task or responsibility that we both thought the other person was really responsible for. Yep. And it turns out that it was smack dab in the middle between your skill set and my skill set. And we both have responsibilities around that. But we had both pretty much deferred um, that particular task to the other. One of the th um, in fact, I would uh, argue, Mark, that, one, Mike, one of the things that makes small companies great, and certainly in our case, the whole trust thing, I trust you to do that, you trust me to do that, in fact, becomes a potential weakness in that trust makes me feel comfortable not even thinking about this thing. And at the same time, you're thinking, I don't even need to think about that. He's got it. And that ball is absolutely on the floor. Right. Yeah. Beca so, because anyways, of what we, we consider to be a strength about our organization, which is trust. Right. Well, there you go. So it, even we could uh, use some better job description. Maybe we'll put that on our on our list of things to do here. Yes. All right. So let's let's uh, let's get on. What are, so step by step? What are the what are the tasks involved here over this? Okay, let, let me period? just do the real quick high level overview that everybody seems to love, and and I quite frankly it's helped helps me as well. Week one, you're going to review last year's review. 
Week two, you're going to look at your job description. Um, week three, um, you're going to look at your resume. Week four, you're going to look at your notes from your bosses one-on-ones with you. Um, week you five, them, you're right? going to look yeah. at all your one-on-ones for your team. Hopefully this is not a reminder you should be doing one-on-ones. Those should already be happening. Those are the core bedrock principle of manager tools managers. <laughs> week six, you're going to look at all the reports that you and your team prepare and send forth about your organization. Week seven, you're going to do something really creative that was suggested to me a couple of years ago. You're going to look at documents that you've created in the past year. In weeks eight, and nine, eight, nine, and ten, the lovely weeks where you get to look at emails, which takes a little while. And then weeks 11 and 12, you're going to write and prepare the review. And actually, it's going to be a review packet. Okay? So that's it. High level. Okay. Let's talk about each one in detail. Cool. Last year's review. Now, look, this is, uh, you know, gosh, um, probably the silliest thing in the world, but too far too many managers I know uh, that I've coached go into their annual review without even looking at last year's review. Okay? Yeah. This is bad. Look, look, this is bad if you have the same manager. God, well, why wouldn't you want to refresh your memory of what she said and the tone she took and what themes there were that you didn't expect? Or if you have a different manager, um, what, what do you want them to know that maybe you need to review from the previous year to carry forward? Um, what that might they be thinking about because they've looked at it that you've completely forgotten and they feel like they need to provide continuity between last year and this year. And that, that's what I would do if I was your new boss. I look at last year's review. You don't want to be blindsided because you didn't spend a little bit of time. Shoot a half an hour looking at your review. Okay, so look, in week one, you're going to go over your last year's review. And the purpose of this half hour is to take notes for the rest of the process. In fact, Mike, I would argue that really what we're doing in the first 10 weeks of this is preparing the raw material so that you'll be totally comfortable writing your review. There, yeah, there you go again with the, creating those piles of stuff again. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a valuable a pile. pile, but honest, it's a valuable pile. Um, Horseman's uh, law number nine, create big piles. Big piles, yeah. Um, oh, it's here in this pile on my desk somewhere. God, if you're saying that, we, we uh, I guess sometime we have to do a podcast on desk management. Um, okay, so look, you're going to want to create a folder for this. Um, those of you who are getting things done, disciples, lucky you, you've got a label maker and it'll be nice and pretty. Um and we're, we're going to make it even easier for you. On the website, we have a simple form for capturing your thoughts on each of the major tasks and forms of data you'll be looking at. When you combine that, Mike, with the slides that are going to be on the website in PDF form for this cast in terms of describing in detail what we're talking about here, and the transcripts, you put those together in that packet and you, you put the, the note-taking form in there, I have to tell you, it's a pretty awesome package. It will make this as painless as we can possibly make it. We are not available to prepare your review for you. <laughs> um, but to me, this is a reminder of the value of what a premium subscription will be because that's the kind of stuff that will be out there for premium subscribers for both monthly casts and for obviously for weekly casts as well. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to make it. It's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah, I think it, um, it won't be turnkey, but but boy, it sure make it simple. As simple as we possibly can. Okay, so in week one, when we're looking at last year's review, um, there are like four things we want to be looking for as we go through the review. The first one is obviously accomplishments. What did you do well last year? 
um, some of some of these projects that you were working on from last year or some of the numbers may have carried over to this year what we found is that last year if you did really well on something and it made your review it was interesting last year this year it's assumed you can keep up that low level of cost or that high level of sales or whatever and so it becomes routine and you don't get credit for it twice and so we kind of forget about it it just becomes well that's just the way we do things here um, but it, look, if you drove down costs last year and this year you kept them low, even if you didn't have a goal in that area this year, you've probably forgotten about it and you need to remind yourself and put that down as potential fodder for how you write your review. Okay, The review helps you think about themes that may be secondary this year but still have traction and they were important somehow last year. Again, what did you do last year that carried over? Maybe a project was split between the two years. Um, this review around your accomplishments will refresh your memory. And again, you're just taking notes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to inform everything you do for the rest of this 12-week process. Second thing you're going to look for is feedback. Look, if you have the same boss, you better refresh your memory on what she talked about last year. That'd be smart. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm telling you, people are... It's. I think I talked about this, Mike. It's. We call it the. I call it the Christmas rule, Horseman's Christmas rule, right? Which is, you ask people, boy, is Christmas important to you? Oh gosh, I love Christmas. I love seeing my kids open presents. For the many, many people in the world who celebrate Christmas, many managers who listen to us who celebrate Christmas, and I love it, and it's great. And I ask them, well, okay, it's great, and is it stressful? Oh gosh, yeah. It's just I'm wiped out afterwards, and every year I want to cut back and make it simpler, but I never do, and we always end up doing too much, and I'm always tired of work, and then I've got reviews to do. I said, well, look, it's just the Christmas rule. Anything you do once a year that's really important to you is going to be terribly stressful because you don't get to practice it. Well, that's exactly right. what people do with reviews. They do it once a year. They don't practice. They don't think about it systemically. They don't make it routine and boring and predictable and unsexy and unpretty by doing this kind of stuff. Uh, and then you get stressed out about it. So you need to go back and review your review from last year and look for negative feedback, um, e even on some of your accomplishments. Um, so that if there's a potential for that to come back up this year, if you didn't address it specifically this year, you know how to combat it if, in fact, he or she writes about it. Um, look, you're right. And you're doing this fairly, fairly early in the process. So like we talked about earlier, if you found there's feedback that you haven't addressed yeah. and haven't done anything about, you have an opportunity to do something about it now versus, you know, in, you know, early January, late January, when you usually start thinking about this Yes. Stuff. In fact, if you do this now, I guarantee you within two or three weeks, your boss may come to you and say, man, you're, you seem to be kind of re-energized. And, and privately, you're thinking, yeah, I don't want to read about this thing that I was really important in my re development plan for next year that I haven't done anything on yet. <laughs> I got to I gotta get to do conferences. I got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, if you've worked with your admin real well, your admin right after your review, we didn't talk about this in the review process, but when you come out of your review, you should be scheduling an hour with your admin and say, look, each quarter or each month, you should be asking me where I've gotten on these seven, eight, nine, ten things that came out of my review so that I don't wait until September to try to cram everything in. Good point. Yeah. Um, you'll also want to look for comments in any of the new, any of the numerical rankings on your review. People miss this. People, people, they tend to focus on salary in one or two key areas, the major write-up looking for the key buzzwords that a company considers important. You know, when you were I in the Army, it was the big thing was the senior raiders review, and it, what you were looking for is truly outstanding as opposed to just outstanding. Um, that actual phrasing made you a top performer. Um, 
it was that micromanaged, if you will, in the Army, uh, which has, believe it or not, the military has the best way of handling reviews um, I've ever seen. Um, so our focus is so much on one or two key areas, we, we forget to look for comments in numerical areas, you know, additional comments below, uh, supplementing the, the ranking of one through five or whatever scale is used. And you want to look at those and you want to think about those versus this year because you can bet your boss if he or she's reasonably professional is going to look at this and they're going to think, okay, how did, how did, how did Mike, how did Mark do? on these things that I mentioned to him last year or that a previous boss mentioned to him last year. Um, Look for any suggestions in improvements in the characteristics, not just a ding maybe, but hey, I'd like you to do more of this next year. And then you subtly start introducing those, those evidence of that change in August, September, October. You're going to look good at the end of the year. Um, and again, make it easy. Give yourself a weekly reminder. Hey, you need to be working on presentation skills. You know, you need to you need to get your agendas out earlier. If you send, if you do a Control Shift K weekly agenda reminder, it's much more likely that it's going to be a relatively painless improvement process for you over the remainder of the year, and it'll be easier for your boss to say, "Wow, I've really noticed a difference in terms of you getting on that. Thank you for doing that." And a lot of times, the question about whether or not you get a top ranking or a good ranking is, hey, he could be in the top, but maybe not. I don't know exactly where he should be. I want to look at everybody else on my team. But then they start looking down at the details, and in every one of the detail areas, you're hitting home runs, or they're noticing a significant change. That can be the thing that makes a difference. Maybe not hitting a home run in the top area. You can still end up getting a top review. Yeah. What about objectives? Okay, good. Look, it may be that your firm, that your company separates this process of creating uh, performance objectives, goals, and so on, or development objectives from last year's review, but many don't. And our point is we, we, don't, we don't think of it that way. If you do can separate them, consider the two documents as one for the purpose of this process we're talking about. You need to write down in the note-taking form everything you committed to doing in December or January of last year, December or last <laughs> year or January of this year. If, Good to know. <laughs> yeah. If you're worried about where you are, it's better to know it now than to remind yourself, oops, at thing, you know, the Thanksgiving oops, right? Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I better pretend like I've done something in that area. Um, so you want to be able to do that and then check them off, obviously, if you can. Or, or make notes of the ones you've already got done. That's good. Um, and lastly, number four. Bosses issues. Um, now, as you have some distance to the review, which you didn't at the time you were getting it, you're probably just nervously looking for the percentage imp- salary improvement you were going to get in many cases. Now, after knowing your boss a little bit better, you may see a pattern or a theme or a tone in your boss's review from last year. Make a note of it. Uh, think about how it will affect the objectives he or she gave you for this year, whether you're going to achieve them or not. If you're going to not achieve an objective in an area that seemed to be thematically important for him last year, ask yourself what you can do to get ahead or at least get close to achieving it in the last six months of the year. You, you, there's no need to solve the problem, if it is a problem, and I'm not saying it is, now, but it'll be easier to think about doing so in 10 weeks if you start thinking about them right away. Yeah. Now, well, I think the key here is to put yourself in your boss's Bingo. head for a little Bingo. bit because you, you, you know, your view of what's important and his or her view as to what's important may be different. And, and last year's reviews can give you good, good hints of as to where he or she uh, places their priorities when it comes down to doing the review. And in my experience, sometimes the review is not reflective of what they're telling you during the course of the year. So, yep, perfect. 
Now, look, what we've just talked about, it sort of implies that there's a benefit to thinking about what your boss did last year. But even if your boss is different, Mike, uh, it, it's still worthwhile to go through these steps. And, and if you have a different boss and, and you don't have their comments on your review, that's fine. Go talk to former directs of your boss. Uh, if if he or she is was in your company at the time, see what they say about their reviews. Look for any any themes that were there. If you were if you were asking me if if Mike if I worked for you and then you left and went somewhere else and somebody said hey what's Ozan like when he does reviews I'd be happy to give you my review. I'd probably tear off the page about salary increase, but I, I'd give it to you. Um, a lot of people wouldn't do that, but I don't I don't care. Um, it's just a way to make things easier. One more thing, Mike. It, I, it probably seems silly to say this out loud, and I've probably said this several times during the cast, but just because your firm or your organization or your company changed the process or the forms they use to do the reviews, this accomplishment, feedback, objective, and boss's issues are still damn important. Okay, Just because the review process changed or the form changed doesn't change this process you're going through. In fact, it'll, much, it'll make you much more likely... Uh, hopefully they've already released him, but even if they haven't, probably they're delaying until the last minute because that's the way things are sometimes. That's okay. Preparing as if you're going to have the old form is fine. Um, you'll be the most ready person to take the new form and write your review on it really, really quickly. In fact, I would argue that if you do it well, your boss is going to say, oh, this will give me some sense of what I'm going to be thinking about when I write everybody else's reviews. So that'll that'll stand you in good stead. Yeah, the forms have nothing to do with this yes, process exactly. whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's it for part one. Now the question is, given that our July cast didn't come out until the end of July, will you have to wait until the end of August for the next one? Nope. Part two of this series will be published within a week, maybe even sooner. So, stay tuned. Until next time, so long, folks. <laughs>